Okay, we are in Sefer Doniel, Peret Dalad, Pasuk Yud Zion, Ilana Tichazis. So let's just go back and set the stage. Nebuchadnezzar has had another dream. He is now, after the failure of all his advisors, necromancers, divinators, um, stargazers, has summoned Doniel to interpret the dream for him. The dream, if you will remember, consisted of a tree, a very mighty-looking tree that extends to the sky. Its branches are beautiful. Its foliage is beautiful. More, its fruit is able to feed everything that is beneath it. It sustains uh, people. It sustains the animals of the field. It sustains the birds of the air. All feed at its base. And then a voice goes out and says, cut it down. Get rid of the fruit. Get rid of the birds. Get rid of all that are feed on it, except the roots. Bind the roots with a combination of metal and iron bands, and you will see that he will now become not a human kind, but an animal living on the dew of the land and on the just the pickings of the fields. So, you don't have to be, I would think, a, a great interpreter of dreams to figure that the tree somehow represents Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire, the might and the power, the fall from power. But let's see how Doniel interprets it. We pick it up on Yudzayan. Doniel, after demurring, really, from interpreting the dream, saying that, look, I, I wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy, goes into the dream. In truth, he says, this tree that you see in your dream, so mighty and strong, it goes all the way its height to the skies, the chazose lechol ara. You may see this tree, it is so big from all over the earth. The ofya shop here, its branches are beautiful. The anbe shagi, its foliage is gorgeous. Umazon lechula, it gives sustenance, as we've said, to everybody, batachtose, to do everyone that dwells underneath it. Chivas bora uban feo yishkonan sifre shemaya. The animals dwell under it. The uh, birds of the skies feed from it. Anto humalka and now king sediravas kofes This tree symbolizes your power. It's you. Um, your empire extends the length of the world and your rule is the Sofara to the ends of the earth. Now, continues Daniel, and when the king saw a heavenly voice comes from the skies, the Omar go to Ilana. 
cut the tree. However, spare the roots in the earth. Bind it with iron and steel. In other words, this is coming from Shamayim, and it is saying that this will last. Shiva uh, Adon, in a period of seven, we have decided seven years, this will last. Yaklapun Awai, this comes directly to you from the Kaddish Baruch. Janah Pishra Malka, Gazera Salahi, Timitas Al More Malka. This is the interpretation, Janapshara, this is the interpretation. It is an edict from Hashem, Timotas Amore Malka, that is to befall you. In other words, yes, everything is going to be lost, but the roots, you are the roots, you are going to survive, but in a greatly reduced way, as we have seen and as we will see. Um, Go, Donovashamaka, right? The Lach Tarjim in Ansha. You literally will be taken for mankind. You will dwell in the fields with the animals of the field. Um, they will kisurin lach, the aspa kisurin lach. They will feed you grass. Yitamun mital shamaya, you'll survive on the dew of the earth. Um, they will feed you grass like they feed uh, an oxen, like an animal. Uh, and they will, this will continue for seven periods, let's say seven years. This will affect you until Allah to you, Malchus until you realize that this is all emanating from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It is the Kaddish Baruch Hu who gives it to whomever he wishes. He rules the earth, not you. So, Hilly. Yes. Hasn't Nebuchadnezzar had enough evidence of any Gentile king of Hashem's like interaction with the world? If anyone did. Yes. Did. Yes. Now, this will do it, but not, not enough, apparently. This, he needs this one more thing, and you'll see how it does affect him. Um, as, and when they say, just save the roots, that, says Doniel, is a good thing. It shows that it's not all loss. You are the roots. It will be restored to you. Once you realize that it is Hashem who rules, not you. Now, Doniel gives him a very strange, controversial piece of advice. So let me just go back for a second. Why, why is it important that Nebuchadnezzar resumes his kingdom? Why not the Jews resume their kingdom? Because he doesn't resume his kingdom. We're going to see. He does not resume it. For a moment, he does it. But 
this is the last you're going to see of Nebuchadnezzar. Lohain, therefore, king, regard this advice, I am going to be, accept what I am telling you to redeem yourself. Redeem your sins, literally, with stocker, with righteousness. And redeem your iniquities by giving gifts to the poor. And with that, maybe there will be a continuation of your tranquility. In other words, Janiel is telling this evil blasphemer, this man who destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, however, if you do mitzvahs and Muslim told him, maybe you'll come back to your throne. It is almost unanimous among the Mepharshim that Janiel has made a grievous error here. So much so that the Gemara tells us in Mesechta um, Baba Basra, Dak Dalit Amud Alos, Mipnei Man Nenash Daniel. What is Daniel, as we're going to see, eventually punished? Mipnei Shehesi Eitzel Nebuchadnezzar, because he gave advice to Nebuchadnezzar on how you escape the anger of the Kaddish Warhu. Shenemar Lahain Malka, therefore came to this, give charity, uh, that'll receive, uh, relieve the iniquities, the seriousness of it, and be gracious to the poor, and this will result in extension of your shawa, of your tranquility. Uksuv, in the next pasuk we're going to see, Kula Mata on the Malka. Next passage says, and everything Daniel predicts in that prophecy happens. Kula. In other words, nothing is relieved. It doesn't work, this plan. Usiv lixet yarchin So next it says, after 12 months. In other words, it has perhaps a limited ability of 12 months to postpone. We know that the schuyos of a person, the Gemara tells us, can um, postpone the ultimate punishment by a year at most. And maybe that's what is happening here. So that maybe he escapes retribution for a year. But then, the Janiel Milonan Minolondiyenash, how do we know Janiel was punished? Because it says, and we're going to see in Megillah's Esther, the Esther, the Tikra Esther Lechasach. Esther calls Chasaf, one of her attendants, says the Gemara, the Omar Rav Chasaf Zudoniel. He has now been demoted from second in command to the king to an ordinary courtier of the lady in waiting in the king's harem, Achashverosh. So, why we get it from that? Chasaf means cut down. That the person has been he is cut from his greatness, or alternatively, you want to say, No, that's not who Chasach was. We're going to see in a parak or two, he is punished with Daniel and the lion's den. So it's a very severe criticism of Daniel. 
And as we say, as we continue in the Navi, Kalah. He gets everything he was supposed to. Nothing is spared him. So, now, at the end of 12 months, we say, all right, he may have postponed the punishment for 12 months. Nebuchadnezzar is strolling in the evening, in the twilight, on the balcony of his palace. And as he looks out on the beautiful skyline of Babylonia, he says, Is this not the great Babel which I have brought into fruition? I have built it with a small boat. I built it by virtue of my powerful strength and really to glorify my splendor. Uh, in other words, it's from my Hadar. I created this vista of power and empire. Old Milsa Befum Malka. The words are not out of his mouth. And a voice came from the Shamayim to Nebuchadnezzar, and the message is very simple. The kingdom has departed from you. And now the voice continues. We are expelling you from mankind. And in Chaves Bara, you will dwell with the animals. Midorech Aswak, you will eat the grass to survive. Pisorinloch, um, like uh, oxen do. Yitamun v'siva idonen yachifnolech. And you will um, pass over any existence as a human being until you realize for seven years, until you realize that it is the ruler above. He gives it to mankind. And he chooses anyone he wants. In other words, you will now lead the life of an animal. Bashate, at that moment, the decree falls on Nebuchadnezzar. He is, in fact, driven from mankind. He eats grass as an ox. And uh, from this, what happens to him, his body, of course, washed by dew, but then until his hands grow like eagle's feathers. In other words, it becomes like an eagle. It becomes talons. Until he becomes like eagle's revolver, his nails become like a bird's talons. And the Medrash indeed tells us there was a period when Nebuchadnezzar goes mad, has a total mental breakdown, and lives like an animal. And this is Nebuchadnezzar keeps talking. I lift my eyes to heaven. Suddenly I get 
a vision and my eyes uh, return to me. I am recognizing the eternal God whose kingdom is forever. Forever, Birkas Malachai Alma, he's eternal. Shabsi Bihardati, Dizu Shiltana, Shultan Olam. I recognize that his rule is eternal from door to door, from generation to generation. God is eternal. The Kal Dire Ara Kula Hashivinu Kamitsabe Ove Becheo Shmaya. All the inhabitants of the earth are considered as nothing. He rules it all. They can't do it without him willing it or acting it uh, out. All the inhabitants of the earth are just his objects. And so no one can stop. No one has the right to stop or ability to stop. They can't stop and question him. What, in fact, has he done or challenge him? It continues Nebuchadnezzar. At that moment, my senses return to me. My power returns. And now my ministers and nobles seek me out again. And my reign is reestablished over my kingdom. In addition, not only that, I'm given additional powers. And thus Nebuchadnezzar says, and note, this is after all this, he doesn't say King Nebuchadnezzar, plain Nebuchadnezzar. The implication is he has learned humility at last. I praise the mighty the king of the whole universe all his ways are just and whoever humbles himself um, is by the direction of God and will walk humbly and will walk proudly in the shadow of the Kurdish world. So it seems as Nebuchadnezzar has, according to him, achieved total forgiveness, powerful, more powerful than ever. Not so. As we will see in Yitz Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, one of the most famous incidents in Prokim in Tanakh, the story of his grandson, Belshazzar, and the famous handwriting on the wall, and in short, the overnight destruction of the mightiest empire ever assembled to that time, Bavel Adkan, 8.45 a.m., you will not want to miss it.